Our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. You can find it in your pew Bibles on page 1497, 1497. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, he was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had a mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When, Jesus woke, when Joseph woke up, he, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Thus ends our reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it find their shame removed. Now, if you remember from last week, we discussed the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And in, and in Matthew's genealogy, we, we saw the names of four women. And if you recall, there were, there were two things that stuck out. First, the, these women had some sort of Gentile connection, demonstrating the, the grafting in of other nations into the lineage of Christ. Second, each of these women were, were tied to some egregious sin of Israel's past, and it's through this that we discover that, that no matter how sinful man becomes, they, they cannot thwart God's plan of salvation. And we saw as well that, that any who, who come to Jesus with repentant faith will be saved. It doesn't matter how great their sin is. Of course, there was a fifth woman at the end of the genealogy, Mary. And we, we notice the ambiguous nature of her pregnancy. For Matthew didn't say, Joseph, the father of Jesus. No, he said, Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who was called Christ. Today, we are going to get clarification on what occurred when our Lord was conceived. Look with me again at verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. 
Matthew wastes no time in addressing this problematic pregnancy. A couple of things of note. First, Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. Today, when we, when we speak of engagements, we think of proposals and, and rings, and, and we think of a, a man getting down on one knee and saying romantic words to the one he loves. And yet, until the, the couple say, I do, nothing is permanent. However, in, engagements in, in first century Judea are slightly different. A pledge to be married was legally binding. You see, marriage was, was a major financial agreement between two families. Money would be exchanged and there was an expectation that within a year's time the, the two would come together. This being the case, once, once the agreement was made, only a divorce could break that bond. For they were already considered husband and wife. And yet, before the, the, the wedding ceremony, the two were not to be alone together. And so when, when Mary was found to be with child, you can imagine the mess that that created. Still, Matthew explains to the reader that it was, it was through the Holy Spirit that Mary conceived, and this, and this is of crucial importance to us. For, for Jesus could not be born into the curse of Adam, but had to, be a, had to be born apart from sin. For he is a spotless lamb of God. He is without blemish. You see, all who are, who are born of Adam are born into sin. They are born sinners. However, if, if Jesus was to be the sacrifice that would atone for his people, then not even a hint of sin could be upon him. So Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Of course, this meant that, that Joseph could not be the biological father. And it left him in a precarious position. Look at verse 19. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Here we see what type of man Joseph was. And what is, the, what is the first thing you see? That Joseph was a righteous man. He was a man of justice, desiring what is, what is good and right. But we also see that he, he was a man of compassion, not wanting to expose Mary's sin publicly. And so he did the only thing he knew to do to divorce her quietly you see what what he could have done is he he could have dragged mary to to the square of the community and placed the full rigor of the law that was allowed under roman rule upon her making this divorce publicly and widely known indicating to everyone that 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 she was with child and had been unfaithful 
By doing so, he would have, he would have shamed her so that she would have been a, a, a disgrace both to her family and to the community in which she lived. She would have become an outcast and unmarriable and would have most likely turned to a life of prostitution in order to support herself and her child. But if Joseph divorced her quietly, then she would, ha- she would be able to marry again if she could find someone to overlook the fact that she already had a child. And so what we, what we see in Joseph's actions is both justice and mercy as best as man can do. But God can do justice and mercy better than man. Look at verse 20. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Notice first what the angel calls Joseph, son of David. This is a reminder to Joseph of his lineage and who he is. And it's a reminder to us as well. What Matthew is doing, he's highlighting once again the the messianic role that this child would play. And then the, the, the angel commands Joseph to not be afraid. These are common words of encouragement from God that we see throughout the Old Testament scriptures. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. You see, when, what, the, what the angel was asking of Joseph would have most likely brought shame upon him. By taking an already pregnant woman as his wife would have been like a confession of fornication. The, 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 the shame would, would shift from, from Mary to Joseph. And yet, this is exactly what God asked Joseph to do. To take up the, the disgrace of a perceived sin that was not his own. And to bear the burden. But the angel continues on in verse 21. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Here we see God naming this child. He would be called Jesus, which is the Latin form of Joshua, or rather Yeshua, which means Yahweh saves. And this is a fitting name for for the people of Israel were were looking for a savior. They were looking for a king like David, one who could defeat their enemies. Enemy number one being the Roman Empire. However, what, what does the angel say? Because he will save his people from their sins. It's not Rome that they're they're trying to that Jesus will save them from, but from their sins. This is a clear reference to Psalm one thirty. Out of the depths I cried to you, O Lord, O Lord, 
hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, O Lord, kept kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness. Therefore you are feared. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word I put my hope. My soul waits for the Lord. More than a watchman, more than watchmen wait for the morning. More than watchmen wait for the morning. O Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love. And with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. This Jesus, this this Yeshua was, was coming to rescue his people from their sins. He will, he will not be the, the hero that the people want, for, they, for the people do not fully understand who their true enemy is. Rome is not the problem. Sin is. Not much has changed in the past 2,000 years. We, we still see enemies all around us while we ignore Goliath, who is sitting right before us. One person believes that the government is the, the beast to be slayed, while another says it's, it's big business. And yet another will blame the media for, for all that is wrong in the world. All the while, sin is waging a full-out war against them. I mean, think about those three things for a moment. Government, business, media. How does, a, how does a government become corrupt? Is it not sin? How, how does a, a business become greedy? Sin. Why would the, the media distort the truth? Sin. What we think are our enemies are really just the, the offspring of our true enemy. And Jesus, our our perfect Savior, has come to crush the head of the snake. But it's not just the the sins of others that Jesus rescues you from. For it is your transgression that must be dealt with. This is why he's called Yeshua, Yahweh saves. For only God can, can redeem you from yourself. However, our Lord has another name as well. Verses 22 and 23. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. As we continue our study throughout the book of Matthew, you will discover that there are certain words that that keep repeating themselves. The word fulfill being one of them. And we will find that that Matthew will, will typically use this word fulfill 
in reference to some Old Testament prophecy being accomplished by Christ. And this is exactly what we see here. The, the conception of Jesus through the Holy Spirit has been proclaimed before through the prophet Isaiah 700 years prior. Look at Isaiah 7 verses 10 through 14. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask, ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or in the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will, I will not ask. I will, I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, hear now, you house of David. Is it not enough to try the patience of men? Will you try the patience of God also? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. Often with Old Testament prophecies, we will see what is known as a, as a double fulfillment. Meaning that when the, when the word of the Lord was given, it dealt directly with the era or the time of that prophet. And yet, simultaneously, it pointed forward to Christ. You see, this, this was a message for King Ahaz during the time when, when Jerusalem was under siege. And God had told Ahaz not to fear. Here we see that command again, do not fear. For the Lord would deliver the king from his enemies. However, in verses 10 and 11, we, we see that, that God knew that Ahaz had doubt within his heart. And so he told the king, let me show you that my words are true. Choose a sign, pick a sign, anything you want for, for the Lord to perform. And I will demonstrate the truth of my words. And yet Ahaz refused God's requests. Because he did not believe. And so the Lord rebuked him and chose a sign for him. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel. As if in reproof of Ahaz's unbelief that, that, that Yahweh was really on his side, the child would be named Emmanuel, God with us. Fast forward 700 years and the true Emmanuel has come to his people and the one conceived by the Holy Spirit. This Jesus, meaning Yahweh saves. This Emmanuel, meaning God with us, would deliver his people from their enemy, from their sins. Well, let us finish off our story. Matthew 1, verses 24 and 25. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Unlike Ahaz, Joseph believed in the word of the Lord. He did what was commanded of him and took Mary as his wife. 
embracing the, the shame and the stigma that came with such a pregnancy. No doubt he was the talk of Nazareth. But out of his, his love for Mary and his affection for her child, he would bear the burden of indignation. Do you see it? By, by being with Mary and by, by taking her in as his wife, Joseph had rescued her from a life of exile and poverty. He had taken away her shame and her disgrace by bringing her into his home. He is like that mother that you saw in that video who rescued baby June from the trash heap and, and then claimed her as her own. She took up the, the disgrace of being a teenage mom, not allowing anyone to know June's true origin story in order to remove her shame. And Joseph, we, we, we see the same thing. Joseph saved Mary by being with her, by taking upon himself her shame. Dear friends, in, in many ways, Joseph foreshadows his son. For this, this is exactly what Christ has done for you. He has taken upon himself the shame of his bride by going to the cross and dying for your sins. He is Jesus, Yahweh saves. He is Emmanuel, God with you. By, by becoming a man, God entered into your shame. He took up your sins as he went to the cross. And it was, it was there that, that he, he was declared as a criminal, even though he was innocent. It was at, it was at Calvary that, that, that he bore the punishment that you deserve in order to save you from your Sins. Christ came to be with you in order to redeem you so that your shame would be washed away. And now he is asking of you to believe the message of his angel that he is Jesus, Yahweh saves, that he is Emmanuel, God with us. Turn from your sins and trust in him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your son, this Emmanuel. It is only through him being with us that, that we can find forgiveness, that our shame can be, can be washed away. Fill us with your, your Holy Spirit. Give us faith to, to believe this message. We pray this in the name of Jesus, Yahweh saves. Amen.